so good to be back in the bunker. Oh, I love it in here. I do too. Have you noticed anything different? I have. I'm so glad you noticed. Yeah. Uh, Merck's is decorated, but uh, most importantly, in our fancy new studio, we've got a beautiful screen here yeah. with a beautiful big bikebug.com logo. It's a, it's awesome. Yes. I love it. Welcome to the bunker, bikebug.com. Welcome to the bunker, bikebug.com. Absolutely. Just uh, in time for Christmas. I was about to say, <laughs> as, as Christmas creeps up, which is even more fitting because uh, is there anything else you've noticed? That's I different? have, actually, yes. Um, now, Jay Vine said that he was going to send us a jersey, so we're very excited. Uh, and in anticipation, Merckx has been working really hard on decorating the desk. So all of the jerseys look fantastic today. Parramatta, World Champ jersey, chicks who ride bikes, there's yep. a bit of everything. Yeah, a lot of different things yeah. on the set today, aren't there? It, yeah. And anything else? It is. No, this is awkward. Merckx, am I missing something here? I think he means his tea cosy, Kate. Hold on, hold on. You do have a tea cosy on your head. <laughs> We're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, but Merxy looks like he's installed a little camera in his booth too. What did we just see? Did I we just get our first pictures inside the bunker that's within the bunker? The I don't know. I just saw a well, Van Art jersey and the people have spoken. He reckons. Yeah, the people have spoken. They want to see Merxy and now we have a live feed into the Merxy bunker. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll unpack it as we go. Some of the decorations are curious. Yes. Uh, others, I think, you know, I saw fitting. out there, I'm happy. But uh, I suppose, Joel, to give you full credit, um, and curiosity, why are you wearing a tea cosy on your head? Oh, thank you so much for noticing, yes. Kate. Yeah, I'm wearing a tea cosy for episode 69. It's an early Christmas present that I was gifted by a listener of ABC oh. Radio. Shout out to Julie from Mount Garner. I'm sure she's listening to the podcast as well. Uh, but it just got me thinking, okay, pressure's on now to get my Christmas shopping started at least. And See? here we go. Here's the <laughs> summation of this whole bit. Where can I go to do that? This is where I can help, Joel, uh, because we've, we do have Bike Bug on board. Now, heading into Christmas, of course, first comes the big Black Friday sales. And I tell you what, if you want to be organised, jump on board for that because there's some incredible deals. But if you put in the code WHEELHOUSE you'll get an extra 10% off. How's that? Merry Christmas, That is team. fantastic, um, yeah. But all of the deals will be coming out on the mailing list, so you just need to follow all the links um, at bikebug.com. Sign up, make sure you don't miss out. Merksy? Mm. Is that wheelhouse, just one word, not the wheelhouse? No, just one word, wheelhouse. And uh, Merksy, you need to take note of that. Uh, there are a beautiful pair of mountain bike uh, shoes on there. You've seen how badly... Uh, mine fit me. We need some new ones uh, and some snazzy Oakleys. You want I've the Oakleys? Too. Yeah, how many well, pairs I of Oakleys have you got? Probably, possibly 20. Never enough. No, because, you know, they've they've all got their own genre. Okay. <laughs> some of which are not cool anymore. These are my horror Oakleys. These are my drama Oakleys. And these are my adult Oakleys. And anybody who knows me knows how cool I am, Joel. I was going to say. Like, <laughs> so yeah. I've got to be up to date with the fashion. You know what I'd like? Tell me. A new pair of bone phones. The bone? Oh, the um, the shocks things. Yeah, bone conduction. Like the headphones. Headphones. How many pairs of those do you need? Uh, well, as many as possible. I've got one <laughs> at the moment. I'd, I'd love a spare pair because oh, they've pair. changed my, my riding experience. All right. Well, I'll, sell, I'll send the code to the missus. Okay. Code Wheelhouse, 10% off. Jump on. Uh, join the mailing list. Join the mailing list. And get involved. That's awesome. Well, welcome to the bunker. 
bike bug. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're in time for episode 69. Now, we have so much to get through today. Off-season shenanigans, we're going to speak about those. We're also going to cover some off-season shenanigans. And, and after that, we will get to some off-season shenanigans because off-season is a beautiful space. But also, according to the UCI, there's 730 days in a year now because cyclists can manage to do all the cyclocross and do everything else that's on on the cards for them. We have that segment coming up. I think you've renamed it as well. I have. Uh, it used to be What Now yeah. from the UCI. <laughs> What's We've it now? just abandoned that. It's now WTF. UCI. What does the F stand for? Fiddlesticks. What the fiddlesticks? What the fiddlesticks UCI. Uh That's definitely what it stands for. Yep. That's coming your way. Uh, (laughs) A tot update as well. We have a man on the ground down in Tasmania for the tour of. We'll get some some current information down there. And uh, believe it or not, iPhones and driving sucks for cyclists. Breaking Mm. news there. We're going to go into some new research around that. Catherine Bates. So, before anything else, uh, we're going to start with Wout... we're going to start with Wout Van Aert. It's been signed off. Merksy, back me up. You signed off on this. Yeah, reluctantly. <laughs> we can do some on Wout. Come on. Oh, it says the man with a Wout Van Aert poster over his shoulder. I was going to say, there's a Wout Van Aert poster in the bunker within the bunker. <laughs> so, okay, so you've... You're, oh, look, I love Wout. Don't get me wrong. But Merksy, not only have you got to the point where you're approving Wout to be at the top of the rundown, you've hung a poster in the bunker within a bunker. Well, I didn't hang it, Joel. I, okay. But I did hang this. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Which is a Peter Sagan World Champion jersey. Yeah. There's a Sagan uh, pizza jersey and poster. Look, we're talking off season shenanigans. Okay. Right. Yes. And Wout put himself at the top of the rundown. It's not Did really he? my doing. Uh he had a little uh a little dance because he's over in Colombia with his friend um Rigoberto and he's going to do the Grand Fondo over there. He's pleasing his fans, he's giving the fans what they want, Joel. Okay. And at the presentation they put on some music and Wout went party. Party mode. He danced. He got the dancing shoes Wout, did he? He got the dancing shoes Wout. I must say, he's a better bike rider than he is a dancer. <laughs> uh, but I'm not, look, people in glass houses, right? I'm not suggesting that I, I'm definitely a better bike rider than I am dancer as well. Uh, but it, it seemed to entertain the masses. Oh, look, big, so, as you say, you give go. the people what they want. Wout dancing is interesting. I saw the reception he got. It was massive. Mm. He's not the only cycling superstar that's been getting the superstar dancing shoes on as well. Well, Remco Evenepoel, the one and only, uh, he's been dancing too. But I had to look this up, Joel. Yeah. He's been going to concerts. He's into uh, a music genre, mm-hmm. if you will, called hardstyle. Have you heard of Hardstyle? I, I, I'm not going to tell a fib now. I absolutely have not heard of Hardstyle. I have not either. And I, I thought, what is this? So I, I had a little Google, didn't I? Uh, and now Hardstyle is described as an electronic dance genre that emerged in the late 90s with origins in the Netherlands, Belgium and Italy. It mixes influences from techno, new beat and hardcore. Oh, wow. So it's got like around 150 beats per minute. Oof. That's, that is pretty hard style Uh, there's some beautiful uh song names joel if you will yeah Um, please beast beast mode or just beast no just beast uh rock civilization that sounds all right um beat diz big diz it's my favorite so far (laughs) ready for this one Uh uh-huh i'm gonna diss you right now I'm going to diss you right now. I'm going to diss you right now. Okay, that's that's the name of the song. That's the name of the song. And so is that, that how it goes? Like, I'm going to diss you. I'm going to diss you. I'm going to diss you right now. Okay, that's yep. what Remco is 
getting down and dirty too. I like the 150. I'm going to diss you right now. That's good because he's a solo guy. That's good Good training, good off-season training. It's responsible. It is. Merksy. They're great bike riders, but they are rubbish dancers. Both of them. Seriously. I agree. I agree. Uh, but, you know, it's entertaining because what it does is it, like, bridges the gap a little from them to us. You watch of them riding the does. Tour de France. They're yeah. superhumans. You, do, you have nothing in common with them. Yeah. You watch them dance terribly on a dance floor. And you go, wait a sec. And they're one of the, they're, you know, a man of the people. I could move like wow. Yes. What does it look like though? I don't understand. Can you demonstrate it? <laughs> what does it look like? It's just a little bit of body shaking and general moving. There's not a lot of rhythm going into it. I'm going to diss you. I'm but gonna you. I'm yeah, gonna I'm going to diss you right now. Right now. now right. I mean, everybody does off seasons differently. No, I can say that no videos have emerged of the ladies dancing. Um, but Demi Vollering has, uh, she's been in Switzerland. Okay, um, what's she been up to? She's been purchasing a house. She can afford Luzerne. to after the year she's had. She can, yep. so that's fun. Um, Eliza Longo Borghini, well, she got married, didn't she, to Jacobo Mosca? Are both little trek uh, yes, riders. Yes, both little trek riders, oh. so you can imagine the theme. Yeah. Uh, quite, quite a themed wedding. Good branding uh, opportunity. For they the, had to for pack the their own presents, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lo- I do love Lidl, I must say. Uh, okay. <laughs> sure. Sorry, I just... Did you see what Garrett Thomas has been up to in the off-season? Yes. Well, look, Cassie Newadome has been baking. Yeah. Um, Garrett Sun's Thomas out, guns out. has been brewing. Hang on, wait. You mean baking is in sun as baking or baking No, cakes? baking is in, like, cakes. Like, she really enjoys oh. chilling out and just, you know, doing her own cooking and stuff, which Carving is hard on up. the road. Garrett Thomas has also been kind of baking brewing, um, yep. using yeast as well, but not to bake bread, um, to make a sourdough in his stomach with all the beer he's been drinking. That's <laughs> He's that, been hitting it hard. That was an outstanding lead-in. So he's been Thank baking you. as well, been using, re- replacing the yeast of not making bread, making a sourdough in his stomach mm. by getting on the piss. Correct. Yeah. Okay. In the off-season? In the off-season, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. He's been hitting it pretty hard. Um, okay. So... Well, you know, every He's day for two weeks, he said he, he went out every night. Wow. Mm. He's at a bender. Well, you know, it's, I think this is an interesting one because this year we had the Yumbo boss, Richard Plug talk about how alcohol's poison mm-hmm. and really talk about how it's just rubbish and there's no space for it anywhere. Okay. Um, off season, not off season, it's just so bad for your body. Uh, and then you've got Garrett Thomas... Uh, who has come out and said, like he's shared this information openly, uh, and he said, it's part of our culture. It's how we socialise. But you know what, Joel? He's thrown the Aussies under the bus with him. And he said, it's the Brits and the Aussies. It's how we do it. It's just part of our culture and how we unwind. And we're just sitting here going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, guilt by association. Thanks for that, Thomas. True, it's probably pretty true, but really? (sighs) Okay, all right. So let's, let's just ask the question. They need a break. It's a long year. A lot of training, a lot of cades, a lot of racing, a lot of pressure, a lot of scrutiny, a lot of uncertainty this year as well. Is there an argument for getting to the end of the season and letting your hair down on a two-week bender? Controversially, I'm going to sound very boring here yeah. and say, no, they're paid for their body to be a temple. Times have changed. We used to think smoking uh, was okay. Yeah. Smoking's not okay. We used to think boozing was okay. Okay. Boozing is not okay. Okay. Uh, and so I think a two-week bender is still 
doing more damage to his body than his competition who aren't taking any benders. Um, Merksy, you've got a view on this, I reckon. Oh, I just... In the Times, he said he needs a blowout during the off-season. He does. A period of regular life. He needs a blowout in the off-season. Well, look, there's the other thing, right? It's It can cause a lot of weight gain, a lot of calories in uh, alcohol. Yeah, look, especially so, if you are brewing that sourdough and drinking the beer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... I, it pains me to say it, though, because I don't want to sound like I don't think these guys should have a break. I think they should have a break and mm. relax. And it's just I think times have changed a bit where relaxing means boozing. Yeah. Look, and, and in other sports, you know, there's there's other outlets of choice that come up around this time of year. So I suppose if it's just a couple of mm. cheeky beers. Look, OK, the two-week bender that would have be giving team, boss, team bosses cardiac, you know, it, stress. But... I, I have to say, I'm, I'm all for giving them an opportunity to let the hair down. I'll, I'll give an example. Uh, personally, I'm not writing any tours or anything yet, but I am working breakfast radio at the moment and the, the hours are quite punishing. I finished this stint on Friday and you mark my words, Catherine, <laughs> uh, Saturday night. What's the expression? Tie one on. I oh, tie paint one the on. town red, maybe? I'm out of I red paint, know. but uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Okay, all right. <laughs> All right, uh, Merksy, are you going to join Joel on his... Uh... Oh, I'd like to, but I just think it's interesting he told the press okay. that he was doing that. I think it's interesting he told the press too. I think that is a very valid point. But they, they're going to latch on to that. Of course they are, because they, we, we put these athletes up in, in these uh, on these pedestals, and rightly so, they get paid to be these, these role models and stuff like that. So, of course, the media's going to jump on it. And it's not really easy for the likes of of Garrett or anyone of his profile to go out and have a few cheeky beers and not get videoed or photographed doing it. But on this in this instance, he's decided to, to get ahead of that and announce it himself and celebrate it and, and incorporate Aussies into it as well. So oh. he's, he's kind of like, it's kind of like he's, he's eyeballing the sport mm. or the, the team, I should say, and saying, I dare you. I, I dare want you people's to get views way. on this. I'm very interested. Merksy? Maybe if he didn't have a bender... He would have come first at the Giro. Just saying. Okay. See, I... I but that, is he saying I'm drinking during the year? No, he's not drinking during the year. But I guess where I'm being really pedantic about this... and horses, Marginal gains. Of course, yeah, marginal gains. Do what uh-huh. you want. Like, I don't care, nor do I judge. I mean, we're talking about it from an interest point of view, not a judgment point of view. And I think it's important to differentiate there. But you're talking about the tiniest of margins. And... Alcohol affects you during the time. Mm-hmm. It affects you ongoing. It affects your sleep quality. If you booze in the off-season and your restorative sleep isn't as good, your body isn't as ready for when you start training again. Yep. Like you can't tell me that even if it's a tiny difference, there isn't a tiny difference. It, it could be, it can be all the difference. Yeah. Otherwise, they'd drink during the seat. Like otherwise, it just would be a nothing. It, we wouldn't even be having the conversation. It's interesting. Because we're not the moral police. Like we don't no, no, no. No, care no, no. about the fun factor. It's not that. I want to get I want to get in and say, look, you've earned the chance to let your hair down, but I guess you have to be the, the own best judge on what the impact that's having on you as well. Uh, and if you're getting paid enough and the team's saying don't do it, maybe that's a consideration. But I do, I do say there's so much scrutiny, there's so much pressure, there's so much of everything else that an outlet is important. They're not robots. Um, but I do respect mm. what you're saying as well. But I would, I will also 
say that I went harder when I was racing than I do now. Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. During season? Yeah, because you feel like you've earned it. And that's, that's the thing, isn't the it? Thing. The it's the mental break of yeah. feeling like you give yourself a reward. Yeah, okay. Well, Garrett, bottoms up. Uh, we'll see you next year and all the best. Yeah. Look, and you know what? <laughs> if he gets on a podium, <laughs> like... Well, but then we'll say he could have won by more. But could anyway. Won by more. Anyway, it's interesting, but it, a good debate. Now, the tot is is well and truly underway. We weren't able to get down there, unfortunately. Uh, it was too busy knitting tea cosies and whatnot. But mm. we do have a man on the ground, uh, no less than Olympic gold medalist, friend of the show, Scotty Mack, who's down there, Scott McGrory himself, has filed mm. a report for us. I like to call him Scott McStory. He's filed, <laughs> do you see what I've done? I mean, one might say is it's gold medal McStory. reporting, Joel. See, I'm on fire today. Okay, before my mic gets cut off. Uh, the Tour of Tasmania has just wrapped up uh, for another year. It was a great tour. Now, from the outside, uh, in the men's especially, it could look uh, like it was a little bit of a boring race because Bridge Lane uh, dominated the GC um, with first and second overall. Matthew Greenwood took the win. But actually, all of the stages were won by different teams, Joel, and it was a very hot competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, yeah, in the women's, there were three different uh, stages, all won by three different riders, three yep. different teams. Ultimately, the GC came down uh, very much to who could climb because there was some pretty epic climbs mm-hmm. uh, out there. And this is where Tour of Tasmania is pretty exciting from the talent ID point of view. because And these are the stomping grounds of, you know, where Australia found Richie Port, right? So these are the Strava segments that have never been beaten that elevated him up. And so we can look at the what the men and women are doing here and go, ooh, this is exciting. Hold on a sec, yeah. Yeah, and um, in the men, I got really excited to see a young guy from Brisbane, yeah, uh, by the name of Max Hobson. Mm-hmm. And he took himself down there. He rode solo. He wasn't even on a team, Joel, so self-supported. He blew it out of the park and won the first stage. At 20 years of age. Yes. Yeah. I think he might have just turned 21, but 2021. Uh, and in the women, Mackenzie Coupland, a rider from WA, she knocked it out of the park as well, just climbing like an absolute gun. Now, she's just moved up from the junior ranks and uh, she just showed this incredible ability on the climbs. And it's so exciting when they come out of juniors and they're on such a steep trajectory uh, to win. So we're very excited about that. Unfortunately, there was a big accident though. You know mm. how you only, you often only see cycling on the mainstream news. When there's a big crash. Yeah. When there's a big crash. Yeah, well, yeah. there was a big crash uh, on the last day, but we can report that all is good. Um, everybody, oh, good. everybody got up and is feeling all right about that. So um, I think at first glance, um, Scott was a little bit concerned. Scott McStory, yeah, Mr. Yeah. McStory was yep. a bit concerned because uh, he was doing a, he was doing some media down there, but he was also doing um, some race directing. Okay, um, he was a little bit concerned about the the welfare of the athletes, but it, it right. looks like everybody's in pretty good shape in the end. Oh, that's good. There was a little bit of weather around. We were talking about that as well. So good on Scott McStory for filing that exclusive report. Uh, yes, yes. And um, <laughs> I just have to send some thoughts to James Derrick uh, from ARA uh, Pro Racing from the Sunshine Coast. He's actually from Perth and uh, he was the worst injured 
in the crash, Joel. But he sat up and he looked all right. Everyone thought he was fine. Had a bit of a cut on his face. So went off to the hospital to get looked at and made sure he was all right. Yeah. Uh, turns out not okay. Eight broken rigs and a punctured lung. Oh. Uh, so he ended up in the ICU, but just to be monitored. Uh, Hank Vogels looked after him. His parents flew over from Perth. But here's the, the real kicker. The poor bugger. He's doing well, but he can't get on a plane. So now he has to drive back to Perth. He has to drive across the Nullarbor. That's 4,000 kilometres. I hope they're Ooh. not on Optus. They're not going to have much coverage out there. He should give Rupert Guinness a call. He Talk should. Well, covering great distances. I just hope that they're downloading uh, all their Netflix before they go yeah. for him to watch in the back of the car. Yeah, oh, it's safety as well, room to listen. I've got a great podcast you can listen to. It's oh, 69 yeah. episodes old. So if you're listening, which I'm sure you are. It is. I'll uh, make sure I tag him. Yeah, so the back uh, we're, we're thinking available. about James, uh, Derek and his family. Maybe we can send him a gift from bikebug.com to help him. Oh, we you know. could. Maybe some, what did you call them? Bone phones. Bone phones. Yeah. yeah. Just so you can hear what's going on and also hear the Wheelhouse podcast in your ear. Perfect. Shameless plugs aside, it's I can't perfect. believe I didn't segue into that by saying, speaking of tots, because we were talking about Grant Thomas getting on the on the booze. Oh, that's right. Then the tot. But anyway, I'll get it next time. Yeah. Next year. Next year. Next tour of Tasmania. Next, hey, look, all exciting. <laughs> I like it all. And thank you to Scott McStory. Great racing all round. The results at the end don't necessarily tell the story of how it played out. I think that's a good good lead line from yeah. McStory. It is. It is. Fantastic. See? It Have works you asked him story, about a comeback? Because you're thinking about a comeback. Is he also thinking about a comeback? Oh, I think he thinks about it every time he watches the race. Ooh. But I reckon it would be, I reckon he'd be more likely to do something gravelly. Kate. <laughs> Merxy. <laughs> I have it on good authority that while he was down there, he hired a mountain bike. He did. He hired an yes, He went to Derby. Good one, Merxy. I'd forgotten about that. Uh, but he did. He went to Derby Mountain Bike Park. Uh, he saw Lucy Phidias, one of the riders uh, from the Cycling Development Fund. Go, he saw her up there. Yeah. So he had some riding buddies. That's excellent. Yeah. I think he's got a bit of work to catch up on I now that he had a little holiday. But apparently it's epic down there. Oh, but the funniest part, Merxy, this is very funny. An e-mountain bike. Yes, okay. I'm so listening. when I say he may have a comeback, I think it may be in the e-mountain bike category, which is a category. Yeah. No judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to get up before you come down. Yeah. And a bit easier to do it. Exactly. He's, he's earned the right. Exactly. Earning with an E. Yeah. So I've e-biking. told Merxy that I, I would love an e-bike for my next bike. Hint, hint, wink, wink, yes. Merxy. Yes. Yeah, I know. Okay. Add, add that to the uh, mountain bike shoes and the, the Oakleys, please. Now, you said uh, things are getting all gravelly, which I admonished you for, Kate, for being a bit dirty. But uh, thank you for the segue, because speaking of dirty, uh, one of the most historic <laughs> cycling events in the country, of course, is the uh, the Dirty Warney, 125 years and counting. Uh, now, we're talking about dirty, dirty gravel. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get much dirtier than the Dirty Warner. Now, shout out to Tim Cutler, who cut loose uh, in the men's race. He did. And Matilda Reynolds uh, in the ladies, they were slightly different races. So Tim cut loose and Matilda reigned supreme. Oh, ah, yeah. beautifully done. No worries. Um, and Karen Jones for organising it. Um, she does an incredible job. It does have a history, um, the Warney and the Dirty Warney, going back to 1895. So there are not many sporting events in Australia mm. that go back that far. I think uh, the Austral is the only cycling race that's older. But the dirty one's newer, right? Yeah, 1887. You're right. The dirty one is newer. It's more... Uh, the, the, 
cleaner one Modern. is older. <laughs> the cleaner one is older, which is, So know, the dirty is new, the clean is old. Yeah, okay. they like getting dirty these days. We digress. Uh, Matilda <laughs> Reynolds, she won, <laughs> Slightly, but yeah. not by much. After okay. eight hours and 41 minutes, she only just beat Courtney Sherwell. Uh, so great competition. And Sarah Gigante, uh, she's back. We she's haven't seen her racing in a while. She was on the podium in third. Tim Cutler, uh, he was quite significantly ahead of the rest of his competitors. He yeah. did it in seven hours and 49 minutes. That is a solid amount of time. On the bike. Uh, it's blink and you miss it stuff. Yeah. Uh, only seven hours, 49 minutes and 26 seconds of racing action. And can I catch. say, I hope that they uh, went to bikebug.com and got some butt cream. Uh, Just use the code wheelhouse, you'll get 10% off your butt <laughs> yeah, cream yes. as well. I've got to say though, like... <laughs> it's shameless. We are shameless. Na- <laughs> narrow <laughs> margins over that amount of time. It's... it's it's, that's it's awesome. It's so it cool. It is. And there's, no, there's just no other sporting events with the same kind of... Grit. I mean, terrible pun, but yeah. ab- absolute grit involved yeah. uh, for the longevity of it, but just how hardcore it is too. It's filthy in the best possible way. <laughs> it genuinely is. So, hey, well done to all it. of them. Timmy Cutler yes. cutting loose, uh, Matilda Reynolds reigning supreme, and Courtney, uh, sh- I can't think of one for Courtney, I'm sorry. Sheer determination from she Courtney. Well, sure yeah. went well. Sure went well. Sure did. She sure did. Fantastic, <laughs> Kate. Uh, that's awesome. Look, congratulations. A historic event. 7.49.26 and once again, 8.41.24. Blink and you miss it. Unlike this show. You'd have to blink is, a lot of times to miss that. <laughs> that's a lot of blinking. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, this show is 69 episodes old. Uh, now, one thing we love to do and we have been doing since episode one is experimenting uh, and making things up as we go. Now, this happened mm. very early on where you said, you know what? You know what shits me? And I said, what, Kate? And you said, the UCI. UCI. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that evolved and is now a segment. Now, it was called What Now UCI. It's had a name change during the week, Kate. It has. It what the Fruit Loop, is that right? What the Fiddlesticks. Fiddlesticks, sorry. What the Fiddlesticks. UCI. Uh, this... Stuff writes itself. Does. I've got to say, I'm not going looking for this every mm. week. And Mercy, Mercy if that thought. ding was to shut me down, <laughs> no, tolerance, darling. No, I spoke about this at the meeting. It's <laughs> weird, true, freaky. That's the WTF. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that works. You broke me. I missed that meeting. Uh, weird, <laughs> what is it? Hang on. Weird, true, freaky? Yeah, weird, true, freaky, WTF. Yeah. Weird, true, freaky. And here I was thinking it was what the fire truck. <laughs> Washington timber fire trucks. But no, it's weird, true, freaky. Now, uh, awesome. Now, this I love yes. this one. As far as this segment goes, the name of Washington true freakiness uh, could not apply better to the latest call around cyclocross riders and their commitment to cyclocross World Cups. Mm. It's it's, a, a, a it's almost no words. This week, Sickens. what has happened is the UCI has threatened uh, that riders who do not compete in the World Cup for cyclocross cannot compete at the World Championships for cyclocross. They have said there's some really plum quotes, actually. If a cyclocross rider prefers a national competition, well, there is a World Cup, he will not participate in the next World Cup and therefore also not 
the Cyclocross World Championships. Now, I'm going to assume by the he will not that the ladies don't have yeah, to. Yeah, right. Uh, thank you, Mr. Le Patillon. Yep. Uh, the ladies, they can do whatever they like. Uh, the World Cup is not a competition where you can choose what you want to ride. Everyone just has to participate. Uh, Over 14 World Hold Cup on. rounds. Except they don't. Yeah. <laughs> They're not paid to participate. No. They don't have to participate. Yeah. The countries can do whatever they like. So I'm not sure why they've got their panties in a wad. Uh, Merksy. <laughs> Sorry. It sounded like she said panties in a wad. Thank you so much. Yeah, I that's did. what I noticed. I in did. a what? In a wad. Panties in a wad. You know, like knickers in a knot. But oh. what I was going to say is... <laughs> sorry. What I was going to say is, does that mean Wout could miss out? Right. And Wout can't miss out. You, you, I you will can't never do watch without again Wout. I, we cannot do without Wout. No, Wout this can't rundown miss out. can't do without no, Wout. It, but it would. Exactly, Moxie. Wow. It would mean that Wout would miss out. It would mean that Matthew Vanderpool would miss out. Do you know who else would miss out? is the Australian team, and hot off the press, ding-dong, Joel yeah. Spreadborough. Effect I got a media release. Australian team selected for the UCI Cyclocross World Championships. Okay. Do you know where they haven't been? The World Cups, mm. right? So Aussie team, gone. Come on now. That's ridiculous. Um, so uh, Gary Milburn, Miranda Griffiths, Fiona Morris, Tristan Nash, Sophie Sutton, Campbell McConnell, uh, Finlay McRobbie, Liam Cup. And do mm-hmm. you know who else is going? Scott McGorry. Max. <laughs> Scott McStory. No, Max Hos- Hobson. Ah, the 2021-year-old from Brisbane exactly. who was littered up at the top. Exactly. I'm excited. But, yes, it would mean that the Aussies can't go. I, I just like, I, I'm Welch sorry. Can't go. I'm, not, I'm not sorry. It's very um, strange. UCI, like, is there not uh, some some PR, some optics to be gleaned from, from these amazing top-tier riders doing amazing things in national colours. Like the UCI have lost their mind. One the of collective the, uh, mind. One of the writers has said, I don't think it's necessary to exclude people. Ultimately, each country determines its selection. I don't think that the UCI can determine who races or who does well, that's not. silly. Wout and Matthew must always have the right to ride the World Championships, even if they only ride a few World Cups. If they are the best, they are the best. And then they can also win from the third or fourth row of races. Yeah, I love that last <laughs> That last yep. side, by the way, they're hmm. superhuman. But, uh, it, but yes. no, look, fair. You know what? I just think uh, they're, them doing what they do in, 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 in their national colours, in the rainbows, in some cases, of course, is bloody good for the sport. I think the UCI, it's another example of them getting in their own way. They're not, they get in the rider's way, that's what they do, but they get in their own way so often with this stuff. I just don't think it makes sense. Some of the best battles that we'll see in the women's this year will be between Celine Alvarado, the Dutch rider, yeah. and Backstead, um, British rider. Backstead's just ridden a big road season. Yeah. She won't be doing 14 World Cups. Should we then not see them race each other? Like, how much would that degrade the sport? My theory on this is that cyclocross is like a viral sport. Everybody loves it. There's all of these wonder, wonderful super prestige yeah. events. Lots of people go. It's a big deal. The UCI wants their cut of it, and now they're threatening them. Almost threatening like, the, uh, let's be, like, once again, like the he PGA will and not live. participate. He will. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Mr. Uh, Lapartillon. Yeah. However, <laughs> I just don't see that being anything other than just another 
way for people to say WTF UCI. WTF, uh, no more to it. which of course was weird, true, funky, freaky, freaky. freaky. How to make friends and influence people? Merksy. <laughs> uh, just want to add Matthew and Wout uh, going head to head December 22, 23, 28, 29, and Jan 1. Five races on awesome. cycle cross. See, that's exciting. That's my summer. Give the in. people what they want. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, Dang it's it. a tiny, tiny Dang it. little bit backwards is <laughs> what it is. There's my rant for the day. I think no, we good know, rant. I think we know which uh, segment's going to be my rant. Kate's rant each week. We could just do the whole show on <laughs> WTFUCI <laughs> yes. because no. it's, a, it's a strange uh, strange old call. That'll lead to world, poor world wheelhouse morale. It's already a stacked calendar. I made the, the quip mm. earlier that the UCI is kind of assuming that the, the length of the year has somehow magically doubled. You've got to think about longevity. You've got to think about the bodies and the upkeep of, of that think side of it Think about well. Wout's like, body. Exactly. You've I did that. I, that was my fault. You did that. I that did do that. But fault. you do need to think about Wout's body. <laughs> uh, and then you can see when we cut to Merxy again that we have a wonderful, almost life-size poster it that Merxy definitely didn't yeah. put up there. There it is for those <laughs> watching on. I love what you've done with the, uh, with the bunker within the bunker. Can I just say, uh, Merxy, the beautiful wheelhouse paraphernalia in there as well. Peter Sagan something for everyone. is represented. River City Studios, the wonderful, wonderful studio that produces this podcast, is represented. Sorry, Mercy, I need you to tune into the show while we're recording. Sorry, he's just reading his book. That's okay. That's fine. And, of course, Wout Vernard has crept his way in as well. Yes, come on now. Anyway, what the back on UCI, task. let's get back into it. Aussies, Aussies, Aussies. Uh, sorry, Kate, sorry, one sec. Get Hello, Joel speaking. Get phone. No, no, you're good. I'm just, I'm, I'm just recording something, but it's okay. I can do two things at once. Yeah, it's all good. No, I'm concentrating on the show as well. Yeah, all good. No worries. Oh, sorry. Crash. I was on my phone and I just crashed. Inadvisable to talk on your phone while focusing on something else, uh, especially if that task is driving a car. Now, this isn't this isn't a news flash by any stretch. If you don't know that by now, um, maybe you're a member of the UCI. But it's a, it's a thing. There's a new report. New analysis has shown that a quarter of crashes on US roads are linked to phone misuse. Yes, more than that. 28.4% of crashes in the US, a mobile phone has been used within 15 seconds before the crash. Mm -hmm. That's... that it's surprises me, I must say. It's taken over speeding. It's uh, the, the, the ultimate mm. distraction driving. Now, I'm sorry, if you're, a, if you're a bike rider, if you're a cyclist and you like going for rides for your health, for your, you know, for social reasons, whatever, this is a little bit... You know, as I said, if there wasn't enough to worry about, this is a little bit frightening. It's not good news for cyclists because what it, chance do they have? What chance do they have? Cyclists have absolutely no chance when distracted drivers are on mobile phones. There is no bike path in the world that will save you from a veering car because they're not paying attention. Mm -hmm. And there is an age-old debate about cyclists' rights on the road and we get called all wonderful things like cockroaches and whatnot. But when a driver is on a mobile phone, how it, there is nothing the cyclist can do. Yeah, Merksy. Yeah, but how do you stop it? There's over one thousand dollar fines here. People still do it. I don't know, but ready for my rant because um, Amy Gillett, God rest her soul, mm. the driver that hit her on her mobile phone was on the phone. Okay. Her father was a prosecutor or a fancy lawyer or something. Yeah, she got fined. Got no, away with a fine for yeah. For taking a life. And this is what happens in Australia. And then the headlines say, you know, um, 
motor vehicle in act like they don't they kind of pretend that the cyclist doesn't even exist so i i think they need to crack down on the whole mobile phone thing um oh there has to there absolutely has to be a way and and the, fa- sh- the fines I, I know for a you know the, it's been in the news recently in mm. queensland the 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 fines the the increasing of fines has has worked they brought in quite a bit of extra Revenue, well, so everyone already, already turns around and says, oh, the government fundraising. But I'm like, and on this one, I'm kind of like, you know what? Fundraising, but also deterring. Because the yeah. number of offences went down quite significantly. Yes, the revenue went up because people are getting fined a lot, but the amount of people using their phones actually took a downturn. And that, that's a good thing. I am all for that. Yeah. Did you? They've got those new cameras too that they can see like into the car. Mm-hmm for any kind of like seatbelt misuse or distracted driving or whatever. And there was a photo not long ago of a dog mm-hmm. in the driver's seat. Come on now. Yeah. Like really? a driving dog, a dog a, driving a car. A dog driving a car. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, they said, you know, it was on the lap of the person driving. Oh, but the dog wasn't on the phone. <laughs> True. The dog well, wasn't on the phone. That'll be the next thing. But no, honestly, well, this is, not this in is that a shot. US survey, but this is a huge issue in Australia. And we've heard it a lot. I remember when we were in Adelaide, uh, for TDU and helping, obviously, personally assisting Jay Vine in, in performing as he did on that race. We were, yes. Before that, though, listening to a bit of local talkback radio about the event and callers, vi- the vitriol coming from callers towards cyclists in the middle of this massive event with some huge, huge names there, Adelaide becoming an absolute festival of bikes. The sentiments were malevolent to a very, very concerning degree. I, I'm, I'm, I'm literally talking about callers saying, oh, if I wish I could just bloody run them over and horrendous stuff like that. And to the credit of the announcer who was working on the show, pulling them up accordingly and being like, that's never, that is never ever going to be okay. But that's what I'm, I'm, what I'm saying here is there's already, there's already this hugely uh, tense relationship. You alluded to it before as well. This is just another layer. Oh. And that you mentioned Amy and God rest Amy 100%. That driver getting off like that, that driver will live with that for the rest of their lives, sure, but that doesn't change the fact that that happened and that could have been avoided. No. Well, 28.4%. That's pretty disturbing. Mm. Put your phones down, people. Watch. I will demonstrate it right now on the camera (laughs) here in our brand new studio. Funk. Down it goes. Down it goes. Thunk. Okay, Kate. Facebook notifications will be there when you arrive. I turn that crap off, except for when it's our stuff. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Kate. (laughs) Dun. It's time for another installment of The Wheel of Misfortune with Catherine Bates. This week, I've noticed that The Wheel of Misfortune has been cut directly in half from two segments. One, sorry, I'll try that again. From two segments last week, we've only got one segment this week. My question to Kate, has Mercy brought out the knife? No, we are here for the, the Wheel of Misfortune and it's just such a standout one this week, Joel. Uh, that it stands alone. It needs no company. Uh, this week we are spotlighting um, Dr. Philip Brownscombe's incredible uh, race against the odds from Darwin to Shepparton, about oh, oh, nearly 4,000 kilometres. Makes the dirty warning look like a Sunday <laughs> stroll, doesn't it? He didn't it? ride it. He travelled that. <laughs> uh, he was pedalling towards glory, Joel. He yep. hit a snag. He arrived uh, in Shepparton. His derailleur was kaput. But his derailleur, it was, his gears weren't working. It was an old part, out of distribution. So what did he do? He became Sherlock Holmes, Joel. Yeah. He jumped on Marketplace. He jumped on Gumtree. Where was he going to find another derailleur in time? Okay. 
he found one in Melbourne. He drove two and a half hours to Melbourne the morning of his race to pick up a new derailleur, only to arrive and be told, sorry, our stock levels showed incorrectly on our website no. and we don't have <laughs> no, no, no. said derailleur. So hang on, first one's discontinued product. The original doesn't exist doesn't anymore. Doesn't exist anymore. Okay, you've got to start your race early. Yep. Jump in the car. This is a sure bet. Yep. Get there, say, oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> Bloody websites uh, keeping them up to date. No. Oops. Oh. So downtrodden, two and a half hours back to Shepparton. His mate says to him, look, long shot, head to the local bike store. What's the worst that could happen? I tell you what, Joel, this is where this week's Wheel of Misfortune takes a full spin. Okay. And we go to the Wheel of Fortune here. Oh, a fortunate term. <laughs> we do. A fortunate okay. term uh, for Dr. Brownscombe because he happened to wander into the shop in Shepparton of the one and only BMX Sport Hall of Fame, Lee Egan, <laughs> uh, who says, mate, we can look after you. In fact, one of the guys in the shop, I think he has that derailleur on his bike. No. He'll give it to you. The doc says, my heavens. I'm pretty sure that's an exact quote. My heavens. Uh, sure, great. Out wanders Tour de France hero, Olympic gold medalist Brett Lancaster. What? Who takes his derailleur off his old bike, gives it to him. Do you know what happens to this uh, Olympic gold medal winning derailleur? It goes on to win two gold medals at the oh Masters God. National Championships. <laughs> and can I say that Dr. Philip Brownscombe, he's the Northern Territory's favourite GP. He's now our favourite GP. He's our favourite GP uh, too. In at the wheelhouse. And there's my full turn of the Wheel of Misfortune for this week. Merksy. Mm. Northern Territory. I thought there was going to be a crocodile involved. Sorry. There usually is. Sorry. There usually is. I mean, I thought it was a pretty... Cracking story. Bad. I thought it was a snappy story. Uh, I'm going to miss. I'm going to rename mm. it. It's the wheel of misfortunate fortune this week. I like that. Uh, I got to ask, like mm. the Lee Egan. That's fantastic, but I wish he would have got that intel before doing the early morning drive. I know. Drive I know. To, yeah. That was a, that was a long drive. And that that bike shop is it a is it a bike shop or is it an Australian bike hall of fame? Because well, it I just happens it, to be royalty. It could be. Yeah. yeah, regional Victoria is full of delights. Sure is. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, well, well done. That that derailleur frame that. I know. That I don't think we can do better than that. That's awesome. This week, that I'm going to have to hustle hard for next week. Would have been yeah. better if there was a crocodile. It's. It would have been better if there was a crocodile. If well, he'd been chased by a Dr. crocodile. <laughs> if the if the if that derailleur had been snapped into the jaws of a, a six and a half meter salty. Yes. And he'd rode on. Doctor Sherlock. I'll in one call gear. Him. He did for. <laughs> There's a story. Right, hey, fellas. I like it. I like it. Merksy, does it survive for another week? Yeah, I think we'll give it another week, guys. All right, I'll find a crocodile. One week at a time. It's <laughs> or, one week. Or at a, a time. cassowary, because I did see on the news last night that a cassowary took a dip in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, now they can literally kill you. They can. Uh, and so I hope nobody tried to. Pat the cassowary. Don't go near him. I've been uh, pursued by a cassowary. It was a very terrifying but <laughs> experience. <laughs> but let's not terrify our international listeners too much. Oh, come to Australia. Uh, it's great. Come to Australia. A cassowary will. But ha- how would you describe off. a cassowary? A giant bird. It's like um, a, a dinosaur a, bird. A dinosaur bird. So, like big bird, different colour, but not smiling and wanting to kill you. It's like half pterodactyl, half emu. It is very pterodactyl, yeah. A little bit of emu. If you know what an emu or or emu for our American listeners. An emu. An emu. Uh, It's kind of like that, but with an absolute predatorial persuasion. It's like a really evil big bird. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not yellow. It's definitely not yellow. It has a much longer neck. So it's not like big bird at all. So basically it's not at all like big bird. But they are both birds. Yeah. You might think an ostrich. (laughs) An ostrich with a murderous intent. 
Yes. But they're very territorial uh, birds. Anthropologists, they're not happy we are not. About to be. <laughs> they're not happy about being anywhere near humans or humans being anywhere near them. Uh, very fierce around mating time and that sort of thing. So just, just stay away. So stay away from crocodiles. Um, stay away from cassowaries. And a friend of mine got charged by an eastern brown snake the other day as well. But stay away from them. But please yes. do come and visit um, yes. us here in Australia. Well, and, and, and go and visit uh, bikebug.com, if you will, Joel. Yeah, I think you should uh, because there's some deals happening this week just in time for the big Black Friday sale. It is. Now, I have to say, I went on and there was a little button that said filter by stock. Right. And I must really be in Christmas mode because I saw stocking fillers. Okay. And I was like, oh, they're organised. <laughs> okay. Filter by stocking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, wheelhouse is the code uh, that you want for that. Well, we'll, if you've got a memory like a sieve like me, uh, then check the socials. Oh, but no, but we'll okay, put it in absolutely, there. we'll put it up there. But to get access to these promotions, you just need to sign up to that mailing list. So head to yep. bikebug.com to do that. There is a ten percent discount headed your way. That code again, I'm going to throw to Merxy. What is that code, Merxy? It's wheelhouse. That's really easy to remember. <laughs> For a really good deal. At a really special time of year, take advantage of a really good sale using the code WHEELHOUSE. You get 10% off at bikebug.com. Once again, one, welcome aboard. You, you, I don't know. I, I'm, well, I'm very we happy are shameless. Head to bikebug.com. You, you, that, that's you know you want to. Signed off on. Hey, it's locked in now. It is now. Uh-huh, you're in. <laughs> uh, episode 69 has been a lot of fun. But honestly, uh, get that Christmas shopping done. Because as I say, uh, the Christmas gifts start coming from everywhere at this time of year. Including tea cozies on your head. Interesting. Thanks so much for noticing. My pleasure. Yeah. I'd like a pot of tea. You'd like a pot of tea? Yeah, okay. Christmas. Christmas is just around the corner, (laughs) Kate. Uh, Just let me quickly check Bike Bug for pots of Uh, tea. Pots of tea. Okay, I'll look elsewhere. Hello, Merxy. Joel, I just, uh, maybe you want to take the tang off your tea cozy too. No, did notice that's, that's that. That's how they wear it in Mount Garnet. <laughs> that's how the cool kids wear it. Yeah, no, it's this this listener does a little line of this stuff. So get out of here. <laughs> get right out of here. Get right out of town. Okay, like a cassowary emerging from the ocean, we are going to aggressively end the show right now and say get back here next week. Like, share, subscribe, tell everyone you know. It's the Wheelhouse Podcast brought to you by River City Studios, Bike Bug, Catherine Bates, Merksy, and myself, Joel Speedborough, according to Kate. And all that jazz. And all that jazz. See you next time.